good to see you in the Lord's house tonight. You guys look awesome, and we want to welcome those that are tuning in online. Can we just go ahead and welcome those that are joining us online, and we just say, God bless you. It's so good to have you with us. And if you could do me a favor, I have a message that I believe is not just for the believer of many years, but also is going to be for the believer who's going to make a decision tonight. And I would love for you to share this message and share this service, because I believe it's a word uh, for all to hear. Uh, tonight. And if you have your Bibles, we're going to get going here so we have some time. I want you just to begin to turn in your Bible to Matthew chapter 16. We're going to read four verses tonight, uh, and we're going to get through those four verses as quickly and fastly as I can. But uh, when I was asked to preach this Wednesday, I was wrestling with the Lord uh, just during this season of what he's doing in my own personal life. And I just began to ask, Lord, what, what can I preach on? And you know, Pastor Jordan just sent me some things that Pastor has been feeling on his heart for us as a staff to preach on. And, and the first one that grabbed my attention was the one that I think a lot of us in this room, I believe, those that are tuning in online will attest to it. The cross has changed everything. The cross truly has changed everything in our lives as believers. The cross should continue to change our lives each and every day. And I just believe that there's something so powerful in God's word. My, my prayer and my, my hope is like a lot of us. And I'm so glad pastor's hitting on it Sunday night. I'm glad we're praying for it for our nation of America. And it's something that we've said a lot lately. But, you know, we are crying out for great awakenings and revivals. But it has to start inwardly first, church. There's got to be a groaning in your spirit, man, that wants to see a refreshment and outpouring and awakening take place. And that starts first with us. I felt very led to read to you a prophecy that was given by David Wilkerson, the late great David Wilkerson of Times Square Church and started um, Teen Challenge. He had a powerful prophecy that he gave of a coming time that was heading to our nations. He said this, for 10 years, I've been warning about fires coming to New York City. It will engulf Mega complexes, including areas of New Jersey and Connecticut, major cities all across America will experience riots, blazing fires. There will be riots and fires in cities worldwide. There will be looting, including Times Square, New York City. What we are experiencing is not recession. What we are experiencing is not depression, but we are under God's wrath. This is something that we heard from David Wilkerson. This is about 20 years ago, a prophecy that was given You've heard pastor from this pulpit say the blood is crying out from the ground. I believe the Lord is seeing what's happening in this hour and more and more people need to see the cross of Jesus Christ than ever before. I know for me in my own life, this is something that's been attached to my life that is so personal and I have to believe for those that are tuning online, those that are sitting in this service, the cross is everything. It's because of the cross when they put a muzzle on your mouth, you can still worship your king. It's because of the cross when you have things in front of you and the king wants you to bow like Nebuchadnezzar, you have the power to say, I will not bow. It's because of the cross you have a fire pursuit of your heavenly father. It's because of the cross that you are healed. It's because of the cross that you have a voice in this hour. It's because of the cross, and I believe someone needs to receive this as well, that your children shall not depart from the faith. It's because of the cross. It's because of the cross we as believers have a power and authority in us. It's because of the cross. Preached the message a few weeks back, and I told you it's time to take things personal in this season. I believe as believers, it's time for us as believers to get personal. We're tired of the enemy. Come on, church. We're tired of, of the world dividing things. We're tired of society trying to label what we as believers should do. It's time to take it personal. I would take it one next step for us. It's time to take our cross personal. This is my cross. 
I've titled tonight's message very simple, My Cross. Because when it becomes your cross, not only does it change you, but you're passing to change those that are around you. There's something when we make things personal. There's something that people need to see. People, the world need to see your cross daily. And I believe we're going to see that here in this scripture. So I want to jump right into it for sake of time. It says this in Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 through 27. My heading reads, take up your cross and follow Jesus. Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone, anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world yet forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? Giving you a verse in Isaiah chapter 66, verses 2 through 3, that I pray this verse right here, as believers and those that know Christ, that this is a word that you tremble at. Verse 27, for the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and they will repay each person according to what he has done. I don't know about you, but I want the Father to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. I want him to look and say, you have been about the Father's business. Do not get distracted in this hour, church. Do not get distracted in this hour, believer. It is time to realize that we have been mandated and there is a mission on our life. Put your cross on display. I believe our cross has to be on display daily. I want to give you one more quote from David Wilkerson's book, The Cross and the Switchblade. If you've never read it, I recommend that you read it. He says this, the powerful quote, not all Christians carry their crosses. You can be a believer without carrying a cross, but you cannot be a disciple. Simply what David Wilkerson is simply saying here is you can't be a disciple of Christ if you don't carry your cross. I was talking to a guy that I do life with quite a, a lot, and we were talking about there's a difference in knowing of Jesus and knowing Jesus. Church, did you hear me? There's a difference of knowing of Jesus. There's a difference of knowing Jesus. And I'm talking about the knowing where that you know, that you know, that you know, that you have been saved, set free, redeemed, and he has stamped you with a purpose on your life. Verse 24, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone would come after me, deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. In this moment, Jesus is now referencing back to what he said earlier in Matthew chapter 10. He says this in Matthew chapter 10, verse 38, for whoever doesn't pick up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. That's Jesus's words. For whoever does not pick up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. These are big words of Jesus. And I love this because it's Jesus who makes the one that's unqualified qualified. It's Jesus who looks at the mess and makes it again a message. It's Jesus who looks at situations where people say it's impossible, but with God it's made possible. It's Jesus who does those things. It's because of the power of the cross church that we have redemption, we have forgiveness, and that we have purpose. I love that I'm part of a church that does not shy away from the wonder-working power of the blood of Jesus Christ. That's what needs to be heard in this hour. There's power, 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 wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Can I tell you, church, in this hour, you better claim the blood, you better plead the blood, you better just say everything about the blood over every person that you are attached to. There is power in the blood that ran down the cross. I love that worship song. The cross has the final word. 
Get that in your spirit. I want the devil to know any demons that might be watching online. I want them to know the cross has the final word. He has the final word on your marriage. He has the final word on your lost kids. He has the final word in your situation. The cross has the final word. And you know why I can stand here and tell you that? Because I've seen the cross do some final word actions in my own life. And as believers, we've got to realize the cross has the final word. That's it. It's not up for debate. The cross has the final word. If anyone who would come after me denies himself, takes up his cross and follows me. I love this because in one verse we have a math equation. I want to give it to you first. The first part of the math equation, it says this, come after Christ. He says, if anyone would come after me. I love this wordage because Jesus uses here. This isn't about what you can do for the cross, but what the cross can do for you. To get that in your spirit. This isn't about what you're going to do for the cross. It's what the cross can do through you and for you. Amen. And when Jesus says this to them, if you're just willing to come after me, Billy Graham says it best, the cross is offensive because it directly confronts the evils of this world. Can I tell you, that's what my cross does. It comes and it confronts the issues of my life and it goes straight forward. I love that my Jesus is about making me clean and making me right. It's not about sitting there with a, with a pacifier in my mouth. He said, son, we got to get these things right so I can use you for the kingdom. The cross confronts sin. Jesus would say, come after this cross so I can confront some things in your life. I love this because it says, after this, after you come after me, the second part of the math equation is this. After you come to the cross, here's the hardest one. Deny yourself. Deny yourself. My life verse is John 3.30. In order for him to become greater, I must become less. I've got to deny myself. I can't tell you if I've ever seen the spiritual leaders in my life not see them actually live this thing out of denying themselves. When you deny yourself, you're asking for the power and the authority of the cross to come on your life. It's not by might nor by power, but by the spirit of an everlasting God. When we deny ourselves, we allow for him to come in. I love what Galatians 6.14, someone say, well, this is a lot of word, pastor. You hear it from our pastor, you're going to hear it from me. We need the word in this hour. Galatians 6, 14, but far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what Paul said. Far be it to me. If I'm going to say anything else to you, it's going to be about the cross and the name of Jesus Christ. In this hour, you know what we need from the pulpit? The cross and the name of Jesus Christ. We need to hear about the power of that name, Jesus. See what Paul is saying right here. He says, thanks be to God. For the cross, because of the cross, it's redeemed me, it's sanctified me, and it's given me salvation. Far be it, church, that we as believers make this all about me, 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 me. Let me just tell you this. The mission of the gospel of Jesus Christ has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with the lost. The mission of Jesus has everything to do about seeking and saving that which is. What was Jesus' first message when he came? The kingdom of heaven is here, now repent. It was about going after those that did not know who he was. So follow along with me here, because you have the third point that's about to come up. First, we have to come to the cross. Second, we have to die to self. And third, we have to take up the cross. This right here is probably the most powerful part of this whole breakdown of this one. We're still in verse one that we've read. This is still verse one. This is so powerful. Because David Wilkerson later goes on to write in the same book, he says this, a cross is something that speeds us to a spiritual crisis in our walk that brings us down to rely on Jesus. 
The weight of a cross changed your posture, church. Did you catch that? The cross has nothing, it has everything to do with lowering your posture. If I go to pick up something heavy, where I'm falling on my knees, I'm humbling myself. The cross has everything to do with changing your posture. To rely on him. To rely on the name of Jesus Christ. The weight of the cross is to lower your, pros- your posture. Who knows that the cross is the ultimate perspective change. See, I'm thankful for this third point of this verse because it brings everything to reality. If stress is weighing you down, let the cross bring you peace. If pain is bringing you down, let the cross bring you healing. If crisis has hit the home, let the cross bring hope. If you're in battle, let the cross bring victory. If you're doubting, let the cross bring purpose. To the one who wants to give up on life, let the cross bring life. The cross allows you to follow the one who directs the steps of the righteous. Now that we have these four steps, I want to read these other two verses to you again. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man to gain the whole world yet forfeit his soul? Or what shall I now give in return for his soul? Let me read 25 because this is going to make sense. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life will find it. See, verse 25 would completely contradict everything the world wants to say to you in this hour. Verse 25 changes the game of those that are living by the ways of this world. Verse 25 puts things back into perspective. So as I read this, we're saying, so, so God, you're telling me if I try to save all these earthly things, if I try to build up my own earthly kingdom, you're telling me that I'm going to lose? But then you tell me if I give everything up for the sake of who you are, I gain everything? Yes. If I give up everything for the sake of the gospel? Yes. Because as I give up, again, more of me, the power of the cross changes everything about me. What will profit a man if he gains the whole world but forfeits his soul? What can a man give in return for his soul? Nothing. What can a man give for his soul? Nothing. Because of the cross, I now understand the power that prevails. It's because of the cross we can see addicts become found. Do you hear me? It's because of the cross we can see freedom found. I thought about this and I shared this story once, but I felt the Lord wanted me to share this again. Remember several months back, I was with Brother Dean and, and Sister Tracy. We were down at the retreat property with our Teen Challenge guys. Preached a message on Gideon, and Pastor Jordan preached a powerful message of that just a few weeks back. Just talked about how Gideon, Lord comes to Gideon, he says, I don't want you to go in the power I'm gonna give you, I want you to go in the might you have right now. I want you to go in what you have right now. Not what you're gonna have, I want you to go in what you have right now. Preach this message to our guys, and so preaching this message, I say, you know, how's everyone doing? What are you guys here for? What's the issues that you're dealing with? Well, I'm addicted to heroin. I'm addicted to meth. I'm addicted to, to, to lust. I'm addi- and they say, I am, I am, I am, I am. I said, stop. Stop. You're prophesying over your life right now. You're literally saying you're going to stay where you are. It's not I am it, as I was. 
The moment they started changing their lingo and their language, five minutes later, all those men stood up and the power of God was falling on one by one by one by one. And we know and we declared freedom over each of their lives. And when we see these guys come here and declaring freedom over their lives, listen, it's not that I am, it's that you were I was. Why? Because the cross makes everything past tense that you messed up with. That's what the cross does. It's victory over your life. It's victory over your situation. It's victory over your family. That's what the power of the cross can do. There is power in the cross. I don't apologize for saying there's power in the cross. There is wonder-working power in the cross. Reminds me of the older, older worship song. Take the world, but give me Jesus. When you experience real life change from the power of the cross, nothing, 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 nothing in this world will ever satisfy you like the power of the cross can do in your life. It says, whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Quite possibly have more people who know Jesus and have lost their purpose and calling because they haven't let go of the very thing that's still crippling them from fasting onto their cross. Gave this to you earlier, Isaiah chapter 66, two again. I wanted to, remember what the Lord said. Says to the prophet, what I'm coming back for, what I'm looking for, and that's what I believe the Lord's looking for in this hour. I'm looking for those that are broken in spirit, are humble, and that tremble at my word. I read this verse, and I literally, literally just had to stop and just begin to repent for the way our world is going. Because it says this in verse 27. For the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the glory of the Father, and he will repay each person according to what they have done. If you cross-reference this, you go back just three chapters in Matthew chapter 13. It breaks it down for us, and I want you to listen. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all those who have caused sin and lawbreakers and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. For he who has ears to hear, let him hear. The Lord is returning and will be looking for those that have carried their cross and not polished their cross. We can be people who just want to polish and just say, we've got a nice cross that looks good. You know what I really believe the Lord's looking for when he comes? He's looking for some crosses that got some dents in it, that got some tears in it, that got some blood in it, that had been through the mud with it. And they said, listen, I was daily picking. It wasn't just something that I put up when people, certain people walked in. I cleared the fridge out. I'll start right here. And when certain people came, I changed the things that we had on this plate. No, he's looking for people that live out the cross on a daily basis. In this hour, he's looking for a hot, holy fire pursuit of who he is in this hour. He wants to see some crosses that are just barely making it. Can I tell you, what does Revelations tell you? By the blood of it and the word of their testimony. Your testimony is the cross you choose to bear in this hour. What cross are you bearing in this hour? Is your cross only on display when you have people from church come around? Is your cross on display in the restaurant that you're sitting next to the person who's going through a terrible divorce? Where is your cross on display in this hour? Love how he ends it there. He says, for he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Church, believer, backslider, those that don't believe in the Messiah, Jesus as King, your cross matters. This is about your cross. This is a personal mandate on your life. I'll take it one step Further, we have got to make this cross extremely personal each and every day of our life. I've said this before and I'll say it again because I want to continue to challenge our church when I can. 
We've never been more positioned to reach our literal neighbors to our right and left, 25 feet to our right, 25 feet to our left in this hour than ever before. Whoa, if we come out of this season and we haven't even started a conversation of Jesus. Eight months? I mean, how much longer do we need to do this thing? Listen, your cross has got to be on display each and every day. Your cross has got to be on display. If anyone would come after me, I want to give you these two verses again. Let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Galatians 5, 24. Now those who belong to Christ, and our worship team can come back, Jesus has crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. I want you to hear this. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with the passions and desires. That's what the power of the cross does in your life. When you belong to Christ, you've crucified the old self. It no longer has authority on your life. It no longer makes you want it to the left and the right. You stay on the straight and narrow had so many conversations with people, it's impossible to stand the straight and narrow. No, it's impossible because of the excuses we make. It's impossible to continue to try to live this righteous and holy life. The Bible I read says the Lord is looking for those that are righteous and holy. In this hour, make the cross a personal mandate on your life. Dads, start with your home. Be a priest to your home first. We've got to do a good job, church, of bearing our cross. We've got to do a good job of displaying our cross in this hour. I love this because the power of the cross is simply this. They thought they killed Jesus by hanging him on a tree. He just went and borrowed a tomb and he came out three days later. And because of an empty cross, guess what? The same power that raised Christ from the dead is alive in me and it's alive in you. I don't say that as a hype Pentecostal preacher. I say that because the same Bible says that the same power that raised Christ from the dead is alive in us. Can I tell you, that's the power of the cross. You want to know why there's power in the cross? Because there no longer is a man hanging on it. He has resurrected and he has said, I'm going to leave you with an advocate, the Holy Spirit, and it's going to give you power in these last days. Hallelujah. You want power in this hour? You realize that the cross is empty and you've got a job to do with bearing your cross in this hour. There is power in the cross. If everyone could stand as our worship team comes back. I love what Paul preaches to the church of Corinthians. You know anything about Corinthians? You've been in church a while. If you don't, they got two letters in the Bible that tell you they were really jacked up and messed up. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. I love Paul's words. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Two things. Jesus Christ. You heard Pastor give that illustration to us about the tree. Jesus represented his life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. Paul makes it very clear. I've come here with no other agenda than to tell you about the name of Jesus Christ and the resurrection. Church, I want this to just get into your spirit in this hour. Why is that so important? The resurrection gives you forgiveness. It gives you salvation. It gives you healing. We know what Isaiah 53 says because of the cross. By his stripes, pastor, we are healed. So when we have that promise and declaration, 
Can I tell you, it's because of the cross. It's because of the blood. You want power in this hour, church? Put your cross on display. Don't make it a cute little thing that you wear. Make it something that you have power inside of you. There's an authority inside of you. There's an anointing for you. I told you early in this season, in this year, when God created you, he said, I need Dean for this pandemic. When he formed you, when he knitted you, he knew he needed your voice for this hour. He knew he needed this body of believers for this hour. Sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I could be Paul. No, I called you to be Dan in this hour. The power of the cross. By a show of hands. Who is thankful for the cross? Come on, let's thank him for the cross. Thank him for the cross. Lord, we thank you for the cross. We thank you for the cross. There is power in the cross. Every head bowed and every eye closed just for a moment. It's a time where I want you to take a personal reflection. This again is why we do this, right? The gospel isn't about me. The gospel is about how many people we can bring to him. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Maybe you're tuning in online. They're going to give you some instructions there. But you've never called Christ your Savior. Maybe you've been running from him. You're a lost coin, a lost sheep, a prodigal son and daughter. This is the season we're declaring that you're coming back home. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're in this place, say, I've been running, but I want to come running back to the power of that cross. I just want you to lift your hand and just look at me real quick. Anyone here? Amen. I see it. Anyone else? Yes. Amen. 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 Listen, everyone bow your heads closed. When we're done praying, we had handfuls and dozens of hands. Listen, I want you to cheer because heaven says, when one comes to the Father, all of heaven rejoices. All of heaven rejoices. Repeat this prayer after me, church. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I need you, Lord of my life. I realize that you died on a cross for me. Your word is simple. Said, while I was still a sinner, you died for me. And because of the power of the cross, I call you Savior tonight. Be Lord of my life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Come on, can we say amen and just clap all over this place for salvation? Here's what I want to end our prayer in right here. Hear my heart. Let's be about the Father's business. Let's truly be about the Father's business. I love hearing some of the stories that are coming. I was talking to a young Danny. He's talking to me. Man, I feel like God wants me to do some different things in this season. Where are some areas? Hey, there's a ministry that needs an area. Let's start doing it right now. Let's go. I love hearing what's happening with, with Brother Dean and the juveniles. They're saying we can't come. That's fine. Can we set a camera up so you can watch our service and get a TV set up so you can see what's happening? Your people can tune. They've been tuning in on Sundays. Can I tell you, that's the power of being about the Father's business in this hour. Put your cross on display, church. Be proud of the cross. Be proud of the power of the blood. Be proud about the power of that cross because it's that cross, it's that blood that redeemed you, sanctified you, saved you, and has empowered you for this hour. So, Father, with our hands lifted high, Lord, we've opened your word. It's your word, Lord. It's your word and your word alone. Lord, it has nothing to do with a yelling. It has nothing to do with anything else but your word. We have rightly divided and opened your word. And, Father, we want to be those people that, as the gospel says in Matthew, if anyone would come after me, 
We want to deny ourselves. We want to take up our crosses and we want to follow you. Lord, that's our cry as a church, as a church family. Lord, this time, this hour, use us. Let us be your hands and your feet. I pray that you'd anoint every hand that's lifted all over this place. Those that are tuning in online, anoint them for this hour. Lord, use them for this hour. Lord, we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. And we give you all of the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Come on, church. Say amen. Let's worship our King.